What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Circle of Slime. This is Take Two. It's your boy Skinny, Jazzy J, and Ozzy Fresh. Talk to him, Slime. What up, what up, everybody? Happy hump day. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Yeah. It is indeed Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, Although the heat fell short last night, um, I believe we're still in good spirits, boys. Um, I'm not upset about yesterday's loss. We went in there with the skeleton of a roster, and somehow I feel like the Knicks gave us their best fucking punch, and we almost beat them. Like, I'm not worried. I'm not fearful. Um, I don't think they are as good as advertised. I'm not trying to be a fucking hater, but... I mean, look what happened yesterday. Like, we had no Jimmy. We had no Hero. We got no Oladipo. Struess goes down. Bam plays like shit. And somehow, like, we were in it up until the very end. There were some unfortunate calls. Um, Like I said, I don't want to be a hater, but it is what it is. We saw it with our own eyes. Um, Like I said, again, there was some terrible calls. In my opinion, there were terrible calls. But I thought the Heat looked good. And I really think it's going to be Heat in five. Um, Slime, I'll come to you first. If you want to piggyback on anything I have to say, feel free. If you want to give your own take and go somewhere else with it, the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, after watching these first two games and then specifically watching game two with what you just called the skeleton crew out there, aside from Bam Adebayo, right? Um, it was it was crazy that it was such a competitive game. And if it weren't for a few calls that kind of flipped the way the points were going, literally, uh, I, I think we, it would have been a different outcome. We might have been able to steal two games, one without Jimmy uh, in Madison Square Garden. I heard something interesting on the radio this morning, and they called it, you know how people have moral victories? They called this a moral loss for the Knicks. The fact that the Knicks went went to this game with all their players on the court and barely eked out with the help of Scott Foster. Yeah, I'll say it. I'll say his name. Um, with the help of Scott Foster uh, to, to win that game. Like, it wasn't a moral victory at all. If anything, you should take that shit with a grain of salt because Jimmy was on the sideline just smiling and waving at the whole arena. And that just means that he knew from that moment on, we got your motherfucking ticket. The fact that our B squad just did, just did this to you, just wait for Saturday. Just wait. And that's why he just so nonchalantly grinned like a shit-eating grin on his face, just smiling and waving at the crowd. And it couldn't make me more fucking pumped and excited as a Heat fan for the rest of this series. Yeah, Jazzy, uh, we'll come to you now. What was your take on yesterday's game? You know, I, w- I was upset, obviously, with the outcome. Um, I thought we got robbed on those. There was three main calls. I mean, that phantom push when he shots the, shoots the three Brunson way after the push. And then you have the uh, 24 second shot clock violation. I mean, there was a bunch of crap. And then uh, Josh Hart pushes his own teammate down and we get called for the foul. I mean, it was amazing. And that same that... guy elbowed Kyle Lowry in the fucking face and it yes. wasn't called as well. Yes. <laughs> so it, it was, it, I, I was very impressed with the outcome, though it was a loss and it made me upset. I was impressed with the way this team was able to come through and play. And they were in it up until like the last 45 seconds of the game. I mean, the Knicks trying to give the game away, doing what the Knicks do, you know, Julius Randle with his in and out. I mean, could you imagine that Duncan makes the three? (laughs) I was like, oh my God, the the Knicks are going to do what the Knicks do, you know, but even with all the help, they still with with a full squad, they were at full strength and we were with our bare bones and we took it to them that bad and like andy pointed out that that uh or an ozzy that that uh 
scene with Jimmy Butler at the end of the game where he was just waving bye to the crowd, giving them that smirk like, okay, this is your best punch. Wait till we get back home. We are not coming back to New York. So goodbye because I will not see you. You'll be watching me in the Eastern Conference fucking finals. So I'm okay. I'm good. I'm encouraged because of the way that this team was able to play and the maneuvers that they were able to make on the court. And, you know, I, I look forward. Even though they lost, but I, I'm I'm very happy with what I it's saw. It's like the happiest L we've team. ever taken in our whole the, life. It's the happiest. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how you can put it but that's the best way to put it the happiest l we've ever gonna experience we lose you there slime yeah i'm here all right so where are we at next okay so uh i lost connection for a second but um did jason did you finish your take yeah yeah just ending it off at it it's the happiest l that we're gonna take and i can't wait to see what jimmy butler does on saturday yeah, it's funny, uh, when you guys talk about the whole Jimmy Butler seated clapping on the sideline, I feel like that's the perfect meme that um it goes, it was at this moment the Knicks knew they fucked up. Yes. <laughs> you know, 100%. The played their, they played their best fucking game. They did the best they could do. Uh, like you guys said, they were at full strength, and still they won by the skin of their teeth. And um, I, I think, again, it was at that moment where Jimmy truly realized he was like, holy shit, like, this team is not that good. They are not world beaters. And it's, I feel like the Knicks were, like, so fucking hyped up because it's the fucking Knicks, I get it. And it's almost as everybody had us losing. And I don't, I, when did the Knicks become world beaters? Like, they beat the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Cleveland is gonna Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? We beat yeah. the fucking number one seed. And it's like Miami never gets his credit. We won game one. They didn't talk about us on television. The Knicks win game two against the fucking um the we, we were seven and a half eight. point dogs <laughs> before they and, announced and Jimmy being like, being out. That's crazy disrespect. It, it's just incredible, but it is what it is. I think we've seen enough to know that this is going to go five, six at most. I could totally see the Heat closing this out in the garden uh, for game five. Is Are you guys with me, or do you think it's coming back to Miami for six? No, I five. I think they close it out in the sweep, garden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> I think so, hundred <laughs> percent. I never felt more comfortable uh, saying that. Like, yeah, hundred percent. One hundred percent. I really don't think it's because we hate New York and we don't like the Knicks. It's just that, like, fuck, we saw. They're not a good basketball night. team. Yeah. They really aren't. Their offense looks like it gets really fucking lost at, at times in the game. I'll give credit to Brunson. I also want to give R.J. Barrett a lot of credit because he had an amazing he first half. But my out. biggest thing with R.J. Barrett, and I always say this, the guy fucking disappears. I did not see him at all probably. They were all first half, half points. Quarter, mm -hmm. The all whole first half entire points, fourth quarter, I didn't see him. They didn't even have him closing the game in the fourth quarter. They had a whole different lineup. The guy just goes fucking ghost, and that's one of my biggest hates on him. But I'm I'm watching him in the first quarter, and I felt like I was eating crow. I almost felt like it was I was watching two of like throw fucking touchdowns and shit. <laughs> but uh, he did good, and they they got a good team. But it seems like their offense gets stuck, and we just look way more of like an oiled machine i would say compared to the new york knicks and um i don't know it is what it is any final takes before we switch on to the next topic you boys want to get at it 
You know, uh, I do want to give credit to uh, that. What, what's his name? Harvinstein, Harvinstein, whatever. He gave them Fuck some that solid guy, minutes. bro. He that acts. guy gave them some solid minutes last night, and it was a total blindside surprise to me. Because he tried to I take think... out Cheeks, bro. Fuck that yeah. guy. <laughs> and and also, I don't even like Cheeks. Man, we have a problem with height. You know, like, I'm totally, like, on board. Gentlemen sweep in five. Fuck New York. It, they, they gave us their best punch, and they barely got out. But, man, we have a problem with height and bam it's, just, it's always been his issue you know he's just not big enough down low in the block and i don't know how you fix that you know yeah, yeah and i don't even think that's an issue though like i was worried before we said before we did our predictions here i was like they're gonna outsize us with randall and with mitchell um mitchell robinson and stuff and i was like i thought that would be the case but what these guys did to cleveland they were not doing to us bro yes we do have a size disadvantage but it was not over the wall like crazy bro we, we were still able to get to the basket uh caleb martin had a bunch of drives to the basket that he was able to do like i don't feel like at least maybe I don't just think not Mitchell Robinson stop. himself. I think he's a shell of himself against us compared to what he was against Cleveland. I don't think their height necessarily is going to stop us from driving and penetrating to the lane or getting those baskets. I think what it's going to do, it's going to give them more second shot opportunities and more defensive rebounds than us. They out-rebounded us, and that's going to give you possessions. So I think that is where it's going to affect us more so than it is their defensive output and stopping us from getting to the basket because like you said last night Caleb Martin got to the basket we know Jimmy can get to the basket so they're not going to stop us from getting to the basket but they are going to have second uh second chance because they're, yep. they're going to get those offensive rebounds and they're going to get those defensive rebounds they're going to out rebound us and that's going to be a problem yeah, I think there's a way to counter that um, with their size, and it's called boxing out, something that we're not <laughs> fucking doing. Ma Max Truce did a couple times last night, and I was surprised. I was like, oh, look at that box out. All right. And it's just <laughs> incredible. If we could just box out a little more and fucking maybe get a call or two on Harvenstein, Harkenstein, with all his over-the-backs, he's just climbing over everybody and tipping these fucking balls. Like, can we get Har Harvin Binga. Yeah. Harvin Binga, there you go. That sounds more it's like gonna be the, it's it. gonna be it's gonna be the episode title for today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's it, it's gonna be a good series either way. Jimmy's got tremendo amount of days. He's got the whole fucking week to rest. Five up. fucking we'll days to rest. Five fucking days. We know he'll I can't be believe back we have to wait Saturday. all the way to Saturday. <laughs> and uh, it, it's gonna be a good game. But all right, man, let's move on and let's transition. All right, coming to you now. A little bit more NBA playoffs. Um, boys. Are we shocked that Phoenix is down 0-2 to the Denver Nuggets? Jazzy, I'm coming to you first. I tried to tell y'all about Denver and Jamal Murray looking what? like he's back in the bubble. Denver's when you told us nice this, bro. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember that shit at all, bro. <laughs> it was three episodes ago when we were talking about the playoffs and we were talking about the Lakers and LeBron James. And Andy was shitting on Denver. And I said that Denver hate sounds a lot like that to a hate. Or my Minnesota uh, Viking hate. Uh, uh, I don't know, but I'll get yeah, you. You're lucky we all that. have bad memory, bro. You're you lucky we all, especially that. Andy. Andy really don't remember. I might lie about it, but he don't remember. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Well, I got. Shit. I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm not shocked, but boy, I'm fucking happy. You know, people give LeBron James so much shit about starting a super team and uh, w winning titles, but. 
It's really fucking hard to join a super team and win titles. KD's probably on his fucking third team where he third joins super a team. super team. <laughs> and, and he's, he can't do it. And LeBron has won so a championship on every one of those stops. With Miami, LeBron he won has one. Won he won with Cleveland, and he won it with LA. So every super team he assembled, he won a fucking championship. KD only got to do it off the coattails of the fucking Golden State Warriors, who were all After great. they won 73 games. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with you 100%, you know? Yeah, but I, I'm super happy. Uh, I also love to see Chris Paul failing again. I think he's the dirtiest player in the NBA, and he really makes me sick. So I'm just elated and filled with joy to see him pull a groin, <laughs> and I hope he pulls his hamstring next. And get the fucking Phoenix Suns out of here. Denver, go on and get to the Western Conference Final and lose to Golden State or the Lakers. Pick your poison. Um, Slime, are, are you just as happy as I am that Phoenix is down 0-2 to the Denver Nuggets? And do you see them um, changing the series and getting there two at home? Or do you see Denver stealing possibly one? Um, I don't know, man. I... I was kind of rooting for Phoenix. I, I wanted to see, uh, I wanted to finally see KD and LeBron play in the fucking playoffs against each other, bro. It would have been so cool to have KD versus Braun in the Western Conference Finals. I think that that would have been a ratings fucking blow up compared to what's happening now. We're getting the best of the best in the second round, unfortunately, and we might not have a chance to see them. So, no, I'm not as happy as you in that regard. Um, I, I, on the opposite, I know you hate Chris Paul with a passion, but I was hoping the guy just got one, you know, just give him one. Fuck the guy's. Yeah arguably one of the best point guards to ever do it like it's sad that he's gonna go the barkley route but that just seems likely at this point it's literally at this stage in every playoff where chris paul gets hurt every single year it's just bizarre that in the second round it always happens um but but yeah I'm, i was shocked to be completely completely fair but it it goes to show you man even when you have a stacked ass starting five you need depth on your team you just need it and, and they gave that away when they sent uh Mikhail bridges off to to brooklyn that was a huge mistake and yes like you said chemistry as well like the kd came in on the latter half of the season and it's just you know it takes time and i guess that's what they're taking it as i like guess if they get to the finals fine if they don't win but the real projects the years to come but Chris Paul's already 36, bro. I think he might be older than 36, actually. I think he might be 38 or 39. And it's just the clock's ticking. So if Denver keeps it up, I can see it. They might fuck around and just sweep them if they keep playing them the way they have been. Yeah. Jazzy, I'm going to come to you on this one. Um, You got one game, and you have to have a point guard. You taking Mario Chalmers or Chris Paul? That's a tough one. <laughs> That's a the fact that he um, said regular game not even a playoff game not even a final he just said a regular basketball game that just shows that either you hate them both or you love them very much if it's down to one game if it's down to one game i want chris paul i want chris paul you know if he's healthy i want chris paul of course chris paul through all his antics is still one of the greatest point guards in nba history um and, and if it comes down to one game there's no doubt I want Chris Paul on my team, you know? Yeah, um, it, it, it was really a joke. I wasn't expecting you to really <laughs> fucking answer. <laughs> I think everybody will take Chris Paul, but... Uh, yeah. uh, there's too much Unless Chris it's Paul college hate, Mario. You know? Co college there's, Mario, yeah. I'll take all day. There's too much Chris Paul hate. I like Chris Paul. I don't know. I <laughs> Fuck that guy. All right, we also got um, fucking Philly, man. They stole one in Boston. I mean, who is loving that one? I know you guys are loving that one just as much oh, as I yeah. love seeing Chris Paul fail. Slime, give it to me. 
Yeah, it was beautiful. You saw, you know, Chris Harden of old, uh, Chris Harden, James Harden of old. I got Chris Paul still on mine. James Harden of old doing his flashes, a step back three to fucking come back and win the game. Like, so it's, it, it's fair, fun to we see. We both these fucking teams, though. We, That's we'll, true, we'll but I'd much rather see. I'd much rather be, yeah, I'd much rather see Philly. And I think Philly's a more fun team to watch than Boston is. Fuck Boston all day. And Fuck I don't Boston. hate, yeah. I don't hate Philly. Boston. I hate Boston. Yeah, I, I love me some PJ Tucker and Joel Embiid. You know, I can root for Philly if they're not playing us, you know, but fuck, yeah. fuck the Celtics. Anyhow, yeah. super, super excited. I mean, the game right now is not looking the best. Uh, Boston's up currently 42 to 32 in the second quarter. Um, but, uh, but uh, you know, I hope Philly can keep it up and somehow pull it out, man. I think, you know, they Joel Embiid was announced MVP. Now go fucking prove it, bro. Get out in that court finally and just get a dub. So I'm hoping that Philly comes out victorious in this series, and I would love to play them in the next round. Yeah, who do you have winning that series, Jazzy? Yeah, I, we did that, and I picked Boston before the series started. I, I and I still think Boston's going to win out the series, but I would like to see the Sixers and Joel Embiid get to an Eastern Conference uh, Finals. I would like to see them get that opportunity. I just don't think they'll get past Boston. I think they're too talented. Yeah, you said it a long time ago, man. That's we're gonna have to take a bite of that sandwich eventually. Yes, sir. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how it goes, man. I think especially after Philly, uh, Philly stealing Game One, I really think Philly is gonna win this. He's probably driving through a tunnel right now. No, man, we lost him. I think what he was going to say is that he thinks that Philly is going to win this thing for sure. So uh, we'll take it as that anyhow. You know, but, the, um, there you go. I hope Philly you to win this. Yeah, I did, I did. <laughs> for Philly to win this, they really got to lean on Joel Embiid. Uh, I think that's the only mismatch that they actually have. When you look at it position by position, I think Boston's deeper and they got a better – better squad than Philly does, but I just think the outcome or the advantage that Philly has is in Embiid in that big man position right there. He could just do so much from the inside and out. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Um, Are there any playoff uh, uh, matches that we miss? Is, was there a, game, uh, a matchup that we didn't talk about? Nope, that's all the semis going right now. Perfect. That's all of them. All right, well, let's transition. We're going to talk a little bit of the NFL draft here. Um. Real quick, man, uh, Slime, I'll come to you first. If you had to pick one team that won the draft this year, who would you go with? Got to go with Philly, man. The rich get richer, bro. They <laughs> arguably got the best player in the entire draft at number nine somehow. And then they also drafted another Georgia defensive end as well. And then another Georgia linebacker. So they're bringing back the entire championship team. And from the last two years uh, to that team, and clearly it's working in college and it clearly brought them to the Super Bowl this year. So they're only going to get better. And, and I'm just so mad. I'm just so mad. I don't know if you guys saw that clip of Micah Parsons watching the draft and he just got up yes. just so fucking disgusted. And he's like, how <laughs> did they let Philly get Jalen Carter? He's like, I just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, I don't get it. And sure enough, like I said, the rich get richer and uh, we're in for a treat to watch an already historic defense last year do it again this year, uh, uh, this upcoming season. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So that's a nice pick there. Uh, Jazzy, you rocking with Slimy or are you going a different yeah. route? No, nah, it, it was, I, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, just, 
just to look, I, I'll say this. Ozzy, 100% agree with you. I think Jalen Carter's going into the perfect situation. He's going into a hell of a locker room, a hell of a defensive line room he's going to be a part of with a lot of veterans and a lot of talent. I think the Philadelphia Eagles won this draft. But if there's a team that I would say, in my opinion, did a hell of a job for uh, uh, honorable mention, the Houston Texans, I though that fucking two three getting the quarterback, getting Will Anderson, that was fucking magnificent in my opinion. With that young coach, he's got two building blocks. I believe he just took a leapfrog in his process of getting that team to where he wants them, and he could be. He's a got year his captains next year. He's got his yeah. defensive captain he's and his offensive captain. He's got his bookends. He's got his building blocks. Wow, I thought they did a tremendous job on draft night. Yeah, Jazzy, uh, you stole my team that I was gonna pick. Um, I think the Houston Texans won the draft. You got fucking um, is it was it not Bryce Young? Um, CJ Stroud. Stroud. Right. You got CJ Stroud as your your quarterback, who, the number mm-hmm. two pick, and then you came back and you doubled down and you got Will Anderson, Will Anderson. arguably the best defensive player in the draft. You the arguably got the best the quarterback, yeah. and arguably got the the best defensive player. Um, what an amazing job the Houston Texans did. Um, it's going to be so much fun to see them next year. And uh, shout out to Indianapolis Colts for taking the chance and going and getting Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Um, that is going to be fucking sick to watch him and Jonathan Taylor. And if they could put some weapons at receiver, they already have a good defense. Watch out for the Colts. If this kid turns out to be what everybody thinks is he's going to be. Um, can how would you guys you agree him? with me? How, how soon do you play him? How soon do you play? I agree with everything if you're they, saying. How soon do you play him? If he's ready to fucking go, he's ready. You play him from day one, just like yeah. every other fucking quarterback that's drafted top five. If he's ready to go, you play him. You give him training camp. You give him preseason games. And if he's good, you play him. Um, I think it's yeah. on the coaches to to know whether he's ready or not. But uh, if they think he's ready play him if you don't think he's ready sit him and let the other guys play and let him learn but uh, if he's fucking ready throw him in the fire slime but but to be fair like right now like their depth chart their starting quarterback is is is, to to be be fair fair, uh, is uh gardner Minshew, bro i think the out the athleticism alone in training camp and just what they see as far as the ceiling goes when they watch him go they're gonna just make him the starter he's yeah he's gonna beat out gardner Minshew, nick Foles, and sam ellinger come on like yeah he's gonna be the guy to start the season one would assume one would assume fucking matt flynn in the offseason you know and then they start him so i agree with you 100 percent if he can't beat out those guys then yeah you sit him if he clearly beats those guys out which he should you don't take him that early if you don't think he's gonna beat out those fucking guys is what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. you you don't take him at four if if you don't think he's gonna beat out gardner Minshew. you knew that that was gonna be that's a shitty fucking division too and the colts have a pretty good offensive line now 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 it's bryce young cj stroud trevor lawrence and fucking anthony richardson in that division now that's crazy all young unproven Aside from Trevor Lawrence, but it's Trevor but Lawrence's vision for them to yeah. fucking take. But wow, yeah, those quarterbacks in that division, holy crap! Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Either they're all going to fucking remember- suck, <laughs> or they're or they're or they're, or they're hey, all going to be really the good. Beauty of this two. new fucking rookie scale cap is that in two years we will find out. You know, so <laughs> they if they're drafting suck. another fucking quarterback in two years, <laughs> we'll know it. Yeah, and uh, if history tells us anything, um, 
all three of those guys are not going to be good. One of them is likely to really fucking suck. So it just it just never happens that way. There were all these quarterbacks taken in the draft. There's probably a second rounder like uh, uh, Will Levis or Hendon Hooker yeah. or one of these guys that are probably going to be better than fucking Bryce Young or CJ or Hurts. Anthony Richardson. Look at Jalen Hurts. Like history tells us. History tells us that all three of these guys really, they all can't be good. One of them is going to fail. And it's unfortunate, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Um, let's get to a little bit of Miami Dolphins talk. Um, we ended up getting a corner in the second round. And boy, oh boy, does Chris Greer love to draft cornerbacks. <laughs> and the only thing that I got from this is that Noah Igmanogany is officially done. So <laughs> thank you. Baby Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> wow. I mean, what did I, first of all, I agree with Andy. Chris Greer loves to take corners. I love I mean, but do you blame him? Look what happened last year. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah. prime example of why, yeah. like, I'm I'm just not shocked at all that this is what happened because like you lost your entire fucking secondary yeah. last year. You need to just go into the draft and get as many of these young fucking like fast twitch guys that are still in good shape that can last you the seasons to come and not only that but take into consideration that these guys x and jalen they're still in their prime but they're at the back end of their prime so you yeah, gotta start 100%. at some point you know worrying about the future because a lot of these guys that we have that are our pro bowl guys that are our guys that we're leaning on our defense they're not going into their second contract. So they're going into the peak of their prime. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. these guys, like, they're ready to go. This is their fucking window. We got to do something, you know? And you got to start, you know, get that depth. Yeah. Apparently this happened. kid was supposed to be a first rounder, aside from yes. he just has some, like, attitude issues and shit like that that they don't really fuck with. But, McDaniel. you know, if anybody's going to fix that, it's going to be Jalen Ramsey and, and Xavier Howard to make them buy in. To what Big Bangio is trying to do, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's if a guy that fell was perfect for you, and then the guy, the running back they drafted af, uh, after a Cheya, I think was his name is, um, Mike McDaniel was literally, was, yeah, a, 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 was was literally jumping and celebrating. He was, he was he couldn't believe that he got this guy that far down, um, yeah. and he they li like literally jumping for joy. So McDaniel's on his bag. They had interviews with Moster and shit like that, and they were like, "This guy is gonna shock the world of what he's gonna show you guys this year. His feet are finally wet." So I'm just excited to see that paired with Fangio's legendary defense. Like, holy fuck. Which, in regards to Fangio's defense and this rookie cornerback that we just drafted, I think he's going to get a lot of playing time. We're going to see him with the first team a lot because I'm reading a lot about Fangio's defense, and it gives the players a lot of freedom. It's not restricting mm -hmm. them the way that fucking Patriots defense that we had these last couple of years where it's like you had to stick to your assignment. So the guys are going to have more freedom, meaning you're going to see more of their athletic ability allow them to play and do what they've been doing all their lives, playing backyard football and shit so i'm excited to see what we do coming this season it's gonna be fun, oh, yeah. fun. Yeah, and i can't wait to get out of that fucking cover zero that killed us so much last year <laughs> um, it was good it's, at it's times. gonna be good to see a yeah, we're going to have a different defense going uh, this year, and it's going to be nice. And uh, we got Bradley Chubb reunited with uh, Vic Fangio, so hopefully he has a breakout year and could get double-digit sacks. Him and uh, uh, was it uh, Phillips? Phillips. Who's on Jaylen. the other side? Jalen. No, who's? Jalen Phillips. Okay, so it's going to be interesting, man. But, oh, uh, and we get, all right, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. No, uh, what's his name back? Agba. 
Ogbo comes back next year, too. We get Emmanuel Ogba back. We got Nick Needham coming back. We got Brandon Jones coming back. We got Cater Kohu coming back. We got Cam Smith newly acquired. I mean, this defense is going to be sick. Uh, but again, Van we have Ginkle. no inside linebackers. <laughs> Van well, hey, man, Zedarius is apparently on the market along with Dalvin. Let's take both of them. Let's just take both of them. I'm down. Load it up. Why not? Stack up the defense. Add that depth to your fucking Rams. Like it you up, mentioned, bro. dude, we got fucking – and it wasn't just our secondary. I mean, the secondary took the biggest hit of all last year, but it was all throughout the fucking defense. Guys were just falling. And, and, like, and Teron Armstead, Tua. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, our, couldn't win last year. fucking went down, you know, so <laughs> let's get some depth. I love it. Sure. I love what they did this year. All right. Well, uh, all right. I think that wraps up all of our categories. Um, is it now time we have a little fun with the audience? Salon? Let's have some fun, man. Let's have some I've fun. I've been having fun. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for Ozzy's fact of the day. All right. So these this fact of the day was kind of trippy to me because I assumed – calendars always move you know our birthdays are never on the same day every year but this is going to blow your mind so the dates 4 4 6 6 10 10 and 12 12 so april 4th june 6th october 10th and december 12th all fall on the same day of the week every year no matter what and they're called doomsdays it's just those days those four days out of the year Four, so four, every six, six, other ten, fucking ten, day in the year moves. always changes, but those four days never change. Never change, bro. They're the called doomsdays. The people doomsdays. born on those days are the spawn of Satan. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Let me check when Hitler was born. Let's see. <laughs> April That's 20th. Funny. That was a 420 baby. Never mind. Uh... <laughs> That would have been crazy if you were just had that fucking vision there. But yeah, so that's your fact of the day. The dates 4466, 1010, and 1212 all fall on the same day of the week every year. And they're called Damn Doomsdays. Fucking fact. I like that shit. Thanks, man. All that right. was like some, some good research. Stay man. away from people who are born on those days. That's <laughs> Do a Google search to see famous people born on one of those days. I bet they're going to be like D-list actors and shit. Slime, you with us still? Yes, sir. All right, well, that wraps it up for the fact of the day. Uh, let's move on to the next one. It's the audience's favorite, the infamous, he did what? He did what? All right, so this one actually went pretty mainstream recently and i um i actually saw this story first like and i had to like screen cap it and then literally two weeks later it's been blowing up and it's like been one of controversy but this week you heard this week he did what <laughs> texas man pauses date to kill a fake parking attendant then returns to a restaurant and continues his date a fake parking attendant no yes. a a fake oh he was a fake parking attendant yes so here's the story houston a texas man on a date who paid 40 dollars to park only only to learn inside the houston burger joint that he was scammed allegedly went back and fatally shot the man posing as an attendant and then returned for dinner according to court records <laughs> yo he went back to dinner Holy he shit. went back to so dinner he... and it wasn't and it wasn't till uh and it goes um 
He told the date everything was fine, and he just scared the man after returning to the rodeo restaurant. Then they started walking to the table, but left to eat someplace else after Aguirre looked uncomfortable. Uh, Aguirre's date contacted the police two days later after she learned that he had said that he killed the guy. <laughs> Holy shit! Just for just for being a fake parking attendant. Damn. Yeah. Well, not just for that, for taking his forty dollars, dog, yeah. <laughs> and Yo, staying there. Like if I if I scam like somebody for parking for forty dollars, yeah, bro. If I scammed you for forty bucks, I'm dipping, bro. Like I'm just out of here. You know, this that guy truly was scamming it. Money, uh... got out there, got killed. Insane. Oh shit, Yo, that's man. your he that is Maybe that was the only money he had for the date, bro. He had to go get that shit back. Oh. <laughs> he did take her to a hamburger diner, so maybe that's, that's that may be true. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. <laughs> Damn, they All right, man. Let's, let's wrap it up. It is now time for the spotlight moment of the night, brought to you by the Circle of Slime. Jazzy, the spotlight's on you. Shine bright, baby. Once again. Thank you guys for being on the other side of that lens. We appreciate y'all watching and sharing this time with us, allowing us to talk to you guys and to be able to share the conversation we have with each other. Like I've said before, this is my favorite time of the week. So appreciate y'all. Secondly, I just want to say this to New York fans. Yimmy. Yimmy. He's coming for you. He's coming for you, and you're <laughs> fucked. You're He's fucked. It's a out. gentleman's sweep. <laughs> I'm going to creep everybody out. See All right, Slime. That's my nightmares. <laughs> I just want to say uh, thank you guys again for all the support. You know, uh, it's Wednesday. My dudes popped up again on the Instagram reels and uh, Instagram stories. And you guys showed nothing but love. And, you know, every time you'd like one of our posts or give it a heart, you know, anything you do, react to it, leave a comment. That all just spreads our word out there to the horizon. So please continue to rate, review, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Uh, like us on every channel that you listen to music on, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Anchor, wherever you're doing it. Please continue to do it because we appreciate and love you for it. want to thank you guys again. We got Heat Basketball this upcoming weekend. The Ice Cats took game one against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, and we didn't talk about that, but the Ice Cats are doing their fucking thing and they're looking like they might gentlemen sweep the second best team in the playoffs. So this should be smooth sailing once we take care of Toronto, boys. So Fucking strap on your jackets, put on your ice skates, and let out a big roar. Hockey playoffs is lit, baby. Rawr! <laughs> there it is. All right, slime. Back Meow. It's <laughs> <laughs> creepier than his. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining the show. Uh, definitely shout out to the Ice Cats, man. Uh, we were actually enjoying that game more than the fucking Heat game that we were watching yeah, last time. I was talking to Jazzy. I was like, yo, watching fucking Heike is like way more aesthetically pleasing than looking at the hardwood floor. Like yeah. it was so cool. Bright but, uh, light, shout so out clear. to the cats. Yeah, they're, they're fucking cooking. Uh, we're totally supporting them behind them. Um, if you're in town tomorrow at Funky Buddha at seven o'clock, there's going to be an Ice Cats watch party. Um, it's going to be fucking amazing. That place gets so packed with all the ice cat fans um i might fuck around and meet you there so um if you're Ooh, in town and meet you a celebrity watch the, uh, 
if you <laughs> meet a celebrity, <laughs> uh, the, fuck, the circle of slime takes over Funky Buddha. But if you're in the area and you want to catch the ice cots, uh, the ice cats. Whoa! And, uh, did I say ice cocks? Whoa! Jordan slipped there. Where are Jordan you going? <laughs> the Funky Buddha bathroom, it sounds like shit. <laughs> I'll see you there, baby. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Skinny. Skinny. Oh, man. No, I thought you were going to creep in. Alright, man. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're at, wherever you are, if you made us the Circle of Slime a part of your day, we thank you, we appreciate you, and we love you. It's me, your boy Skinny, Jazzy J, and the one and only Ozzy Fresh. Let's go Heat. Let's go Ice Cats. Let's we'll see you guys go. next time. Right, let's go Heat. Peace out, everybody. <laughs> Meow. <Yeah>. Meow. <laughs>